0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Equestrienne. I'm Annie, and I'm here with my co-host, Caroline. Hello! And today, our topic of conversation is it's not the critic who counts. So here we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the negativity and criticism and critics we find in our industry. And we're going to look inward and decide if we're one of those critics or if we know a critic in our life. And we're going to look a little deeper into who are some of the critics in our industry, holding ourselves to a a bit of a higher standard and seeing how we can um, speak up against some of the negativity in our equestrian life. So Mm -hmm. let's get started. Yay! Yay!
1: We wanted to kick it off with um, just a little bit of perspective and a quote that is absolutely one of my favorite quotes in the whole entire world. It's by Theodore Roosevelt. Um, You've probably heard it before, but it's super applicable to the equestrian world. And it's called The Man in the Arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt.
0: Oh, I love it. It's so good. It gives me like,
1: Ooh, every time I listen to it.
0: it yeah, Totally. I think it's it's perfect for what we wanted to talk about today. I think the topic has kind of evolved a lot, um, but I think it all comes down to negativity, criticism, and critics, and making sure that you're not one of those needlessly negative critics and kind of evaluating who you place value in your life. Am I right?
1: Absolutely, and it's a long-standing, um, it's a long-standing component of our industry. I mean, it's a long-standing component of life in general. Theodore Roosevelt originally gave that speech in 1910, um, so we're talking about something that's 110 years old. That I still feel like um, I encounter in some way almost every day, um, in some way or some awareness of uh, in the equestrian industry.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think so we broke it down into a couple of different um, sections. And if you're feeling negativity or criticism in your life, um, we, we, we decided that the first thing that you should do is identify who is the critic. Is it? Are is it you? Are you criticizing yourself? Is it a perception? Have you fabricated others that are criticizing you, or are you looking at a true external critic? And is it um, constructive, or is it just negative criticism? So, Caroline, have you ever been your own critic?
1: Um, no. Personally, no. I just <laughs> feel like a legend every day. Every
0: day, I'm also a another.
1: pathological liar. <laughs> 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 no, I, I feel like yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I feel like this is the most important point. Um, like we can sit back and we can point fingers at other people all day long um, and be like, oh, haters, it's just the haters. But at the end of the day, um, and I think this is the very common thread in top performers in our industry and in top performers in every echelon is they have mastered their minds. And while they may not be perfect, they've become really effective at identifying, just like we've talked about with other points through this podcast, is identifying what's real and what's not. And sometimes our brain, and there's a book called Idiot Brain, which discusses kind of like the biological adaptations of our brain versus like modern day application. And one of the components of that book is that your brain is designed to keep you safe, and if you're ever in a situation where you feel unsafe, and I don't mean like and it was in a dark alley and it was you know it was nighttime and it, and it was bad. I mean like if you're putting yeah. yourself out there competitively, your little brain is gonna be like your little caveman brain is gonna be like, um, this, this isn't safe. seems risky. And so we talk mm-hmm. ourselves into these like, oh my gosh, like this and that and this and that. Somebody's going to critique me. People aren't going to like me. I'm going to do a bad job. I'm going to embarrass myself. And identifying, is that real?
0: You gave a really great example. Um, you, were, you were talking about some of like your, your nerves and nerves that I have like before a show or before a race. And you're like, but is someone actually going to come up to me after my run and be like, that was terrible. Like, no, that's something that you might think to yourself, but it what, but is that real? Is is like, are you cre- like, are you creating that um, negative like dialogue within your head? Are you fabricating that someone's going to come up to you and say like, you were awful. Like that's not, that's, that's, some, that's a thought that you're going to have that's not real and that you shouldn't believe.
1: Absolutely. And that's such a huge part of, I think, this discussion is um, so much of the time. And and I think maybe even the idea that other people might be the critic, we ourselves take and run with. And at the end of the day, that's not actually mm-hmm. probably 97% of the time. That's not even other people being the critic. And I think that's kind of where that, like, oh, haters, oh, my gosh, mentality comes from. Like, yeah, there might be a jerk out there somewhere. But they are, by and large, not the overwhelming percentage of people in this industry. But we create them everywhere. We're like, but that's mm-hmm. us. That's us creating that. And at the end of the day, even if you do mm-hmm. encounter, like, that 3% of people who are just, like, really legitimately terrible, it doesn't affect you tangibly now keep in mind I'm speaking this to myself because my little caveman brain is like it does affect me tangibly it affects my (laughs) ability to remember what's happening but and I'm so I'm speaking to myself on this but it doesn't affect your ability to tangibly execute or present what you're trying to do and that could be something as little as like taking a riding lesson with somebody sharing the ring who intimidates you or yeah. showing it at, at a, you know, a higher level in front of 300 or 10,000 or a televised audience. It's all your mindset. Mm-hmm. Except for those 3% of people who are bad.
0: Yeah, but that kind of comes back into our our third point. Like, is it you? Is it your perception? We just spoke to those two. But then number three is, is it a true external critic? Because there will be people that will be like actually critical to your face or to others around you maybe they don't have the 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 guts to say it to your face but you'll you know you'll hear it or you'll see it like is there a person in your life that's truly get, giving you criticism and then you have to decide is this constructive criticism that I can actually use or is this just criticism for the the sake of criticism like this person feels better about themselves when they talk poorly about me? And is it something that also needs to be ignored? So you kind of have to, once you find true, like, criticism, like, external, an external form of it that you're not creating, you have to evaluate, is this constructive? And and should I place value in this person's constructive criticism? Like, it could be, they could be intending to give you constructive criticism, but is it coming from a person that you value and that you would take their advice?
1: That's a good point as well, is don't be so embroiled in the hater mindset that if somebody, like we talked about last week, adding value back to the industry, that if somebody does try to like, hey, um, you know, I noticed that like, you know, your curb chain was like, uh, you know, not really adjusted the right way or like, hey, if you want, like, I'd love to, you know, help you with like XYZ thing. Like, don't immediately, like, get your hackles up and be like, ugh, hater. Um, Right. Because, you know, people – you know, I think that goes to, like, is it from somebody that you respect? But I also think sometimes we're, like, so embarrassed by the thought of a suggestion that we get, like, really, like, reactive to it. And then back in our trailer, we're like, oh,
0: oh my gosh, that person was mean to me. Right. But were they really just trying to help and you were so threatened by it that – you weren't willing to hear it,
1: yeah. Which I think is a is kind of a component too. And I think we've all experienced different components of this. But you know, the biggest thing that we're trying to encourage, um, in just kind of like in our own way, trying to add value in the industry, is like to try to create a mindset shift, even in the very smallest of levels. And um, Annie and I both take it very seriously in that um, to create more of a positive mentality within the industry and then also to hold people accountable to that you know kind of positive uh expectation like I think about it this way sometimes like you think about like the mean girl group and like we trade criticism for social currency like think about it this way like how many times have you been like watching a test or like standing by the arena gate and somebody just like bombs and everybody's like, "That girl, she like she couldn't ride, or like da 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 da." And like all of your friends are just like, "Oh yeah, man, phew, she totally sucks." Or like, "I can't believe her horse kicked out in that lead change." Or I can't believe that like she hit the barrel like that, like loser. And we, you know, if your friends like looked at you and were like, "What? That's so rude," you would be mortified. But instead, what often happens is we keep that like, oh, man, that's so rude inside. And what comes out of our mouth is like, oh, yeah, totally, total loser. And we even do that on a yeah. huge scale. You watch somebody on TV riding a Grand Prix test or somebody on the NFR who like has a bad day or a bad ride or their horse acts like a Fruit Loop or they hit three barrels in a row. And we're like, loser. And yeah, like, and it
0: almost makes me feel better to to be like, oh, they're they're worse than I thought. Like, phew, I feel better about myself because they're not as awesome. Like, and it almost feels like it bridges the gap. Yeah, but it doesn't.
1: They like, suck too. So we both yeah, really like, suck.
0: <laughs> but no, like, kick yourself into a higher gear and. Bring only positivity, like make it, let it inspire you to be like, I can go out and I can train and I can work hard and I can be as good as that person too. And like, don't tear them down and be like, wow, what a bad day they have. They suck. Be like, you know, I can think of a time when I've had my horse do that. And poof, we've all been there, girl. Like, I don't need to bring... I, like, like, if someone says something negative, exactly. We've all been there, girl. Don't act, don't act like that hasn't been you one day. I'm just glad it's not me today, and I hope she has a better day tomorrow. And in those like, moments,
1: nobody feels worse than the rider. Like, when you mess up in a ride, especially in a public forum, no one feels worse than you. Arguably, yeah. that's, like, in, like, the hierarchy of needs... There's, like, food, shelter, water, da 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 emotional, you know, safety, emotional da, da 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 And then, like, at the very tippy top is, like, embarrass yourself on a horse in front of a bunch of people.
0: <laughs> like, nobody feels so worse
1: than that person. So to have other it's people, the like, biggest
0: fear. Yeah. it
1: back to you, you're like, I quit. I'm going to take a putt-putt golf because it's so much. Yeah, safer.
0: like, I had a day where my horse was so resistant and so disobedient in a test And I came out of there with my head so low. I was so (laughs) sad. And everybody came up to me and was like, Mares, girl, I feel you. Like, you wrote it really well. Way to stick with it. And I was, I felt so much better because I felt like, and I was super proud of every, of like myself and everyone around me. I was like, we just watched something truly horrific. (laughs) We're all rising above. (laughs) So, in the interest (laughs) of full disclosure, I
1: would like to share that video clip because it is truly spectacular on our Instagram page. And then I have some really horrific, like, I remember I, one of the most awful experiences that I had kind of similarly was, like, I was at a barrel race. My horse was being a little bit of a butthead. And also, like, you have to understand that, like, the angle and placement of a photo, like, helps a lot. Like, there's a reason that, like, Giselle Bündchen in the tabloids looks different than, like, Giselle Bündchen on the cover of Vogue. And Mm -hmm. this photographer took this, like, awfully positioned photo of my horse being, like, an awful cow. And I had this, like, awful facial expression. And he shared it on his Facebook page. And literally, if you had given me a choice between that or, like, throwing myself down the stairs, I would have been like, (laughs) how many flights (laughs) of stairs are we talking? (laughs) Are they carpeted? What's the bottom look like? Like I just remember being like, I'm gonna die. Which
0: spoiler alert you didn't I didn't. You didn't.
1: Um but yeah, it's just so so anyway, I digress. I think in the interest of full disclosure, we should share both of our kind of yucky uh the
0: worst moments of our
1: experiences also the lily video (laughs) where
0: she's like excuse me mother i don't do that (laughs) that's like it's kind of it's it's really interesting to watch a horde resist to aid that wasn't given yet
1: it was like (laughs) i didn't
0: even give an aid and she was like oh hell no i know what comes next i ain't doing it (laughs) it's like oh whoa we are about to watch some interesting stuff kick off
1: because not only like not only after the fact do you feel that way in the moment you're like, oh my gosh,
0: oh my
1: gosh, it's happening. It went on
0: for so many seconds.
1: <laughs> Could I just immediately be raptured? Could I just be struck down in this moment? Could literally any, could an explosion happen on the highway down the road? Could literally anything happen right now except for all of these people just watching me fail?
0: Yeah, but the good news was she like got herself together and she went right back into work and we actually didn't get a terrible score. We just got a one for that movement.
1: Which is so. an excellent, excellent example of persevering and not allowing a glitch to define your experience. So
0: yes. bravo to you in think, that respect. Well, uh-huh. well, I think the best thing that we can um, summarize kind of our, our podcast today with is how we can all move forward positively, speak up against the ne- negativity, and then um, a good thing to remember is decide who you're giving a voice to in your own life. Like, who who would you take advice from? And if it's not someone you would take advice from, then certainly don't take criticism from them.
1: And absolutely, um, as a part of that, like, in examining, like, who you give a voice to, who you allow to, like, camp out in your head, understand, too, that, like, everybody's there for something different. Um, like, I was listening to a video that came out. Well, I said it was a video, so it came out quite a while ago. Um, it was a literal VHS <laughs> tape um, that interviewed... <laughs> Uh, like a lot of the top 15 girls in the world, and it talked, it kind of asked them a bunch of questions. And one of the ladies said, She was like, You have to understand the dramatic range of perspectives and roles and mentalities within this industry. Like, you are not going to show up to an event on a Saturday and be there just to have a good time and chit chat with your friends in the warm up pen with the same mental state and the same mentality and the same demeanor as somebody who is showing up to demonstrate their horse or their client horses to pay their mortgage. Like, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is mean or unfriendly or antisocial. It may just mean that like they're at work. And when you're at work, like your mentality is probably different too. And I thought that Mm -hmm. that was like a really insight in, in, you know, um, insightful perspective to have that, that can kind of, um, you know, help in that identification of like a, like a, of a critic or of somebody who maybe like, isn't super friendly. So we assume that they're negative, but in reality, like Mm -hmm. they're probably just getting in the zone or they're probably just concentrating. And, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit like the gym mentality. Like I, you know, have found that like, um, you go to the gym and you're worried that like the really fit girl is going to make fun of you. Like she is probably not even aware of you. Like she's there to concentrate on herself, but in our minds, we're like, Oh my gosh, she's going to judge me.
0: Yeah. You create a villain that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. Which I think goes back to Just kind of like our, our point number one, like identify who the critic is and is it you? Cause I think that there's a component yeah. of that um, in each part of this.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, But anyway.
0: Well, is there anything else that you feel like you would like to contribute to our It's Not the Critic Who Counts episode?
1: Um, I guess in closing, um, our takeaway, because we always try to do some sort of action-oriented takeaway and kind of coming off of last week where we talked about ways to add value to the industry. um, Like, just think about how transformative it would be if like your way of choosing to add value is to check what comes out of your mouth when you're at a place or check your mindset or hold your friends or the people around you accountable. Like next time somebody comes up and they want to like talk trash about like somebody who's like not in the cool kid click or somebody who had a bad ride or somebody who has the wrong equipment or somebody who shows up in a dumpy, dumpy trailer, like instead of kind of like trading that social currency and being like, Oh yeah, now we have something to talk about. You don't have to be, you know, you know, in conflict, you can just be like, yeah, um, you know, I don't really like to talk about people like that, or we've all had bad days or, you know, hold that person accountable. And that's probably going to go one of two ways. That person's either going to like kind of get a little bit of like a mental slap in the face because they're going to kind of like get their, like check yourself kind of thing and you could do yeah, that in a polite way. In a way. nice
0: way you can kind of help them remind like you can put up a mirror and be, and help them see Oof, I was just mean.
1: Yeah I'm being ugly um mm-hmm. and then just you know we're all here in some degree because we like it and there's no need to be there's enough hateful and crazy and mean and criticism in the world that like you could be transformative just by being like the smiley person, the kind person, the encouraging yeah. person, or just like you said, Annie, like how much it meant to you to come out of a test where like you weren't under the delusion that you did a great job. You were intimately yeah. aware that you had struggled and didn't need anybody mm-hmm. to point that out to you and how transformative it was to your morale to have people be like, yeah, it's totally okay. Like just some thing or like you'll get, you know, way to persevere, like to pat you on the back rather than like kick you in the stomach.
0: Yeah, it was like Mare Owners United. It was Amen. So sweet.
1: <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I think that that's a kind of just a, a great little um, kind of uh, action step, perspective shift, uh, accountability, awareness, however you want to term it. Um, but, yeah, I think that's just a nice little uh, kind of blurb because sometimes we get comfortable being the mean girl,
0: but we look for the hater elsewhere. Agreed um so well, if you'd like to get in touch with us um please do because we would love to hear from people it like
1: literally makes our whole entire day I'm like oh my gosh it's
0: so cool. go on the Instagram oh, listening? somebody <laughs> to other than our moms <laughs> Um, well, the best way to follow us is on Instagram at equestrian underscore podcast. And that's spelled E-Q-U-E-S-T-R-I-E-N-N-E underscore podcast. And you could also email us at Equestrianne podcast at Outlook.com. And we would absolutely love that. Um, we have a couple of things. I think we spoke last time. About what we had coming up. We are hoping next episode to talk a little bit about duration and education. Um, we've got some, I'm really excited for number 11, Put Your Mind Where Your Money Is.
1: Yes, General me too. With
0: the title. Yeah. Uh, number 12, we're thinking about talking about burnout, which, oh my, if you work in this industry, Even if you don't work in this industry and you're just working your buns off, like it's easy to burn out. It is. Um, And it's easy to make something.
1: It's amazing when you have something that you are passionate about and it becomes all consuming how mm -hmm. um, that can become dangerous. And we talk about, you know, everybody's always like, oh, balance, balance. And like, let's be real. Balance is not realistic, but like identifying um, like a seasonal mentality versus a lifestyle, um, Mm -hmm. is helpful. But anyway, I'm excited about that one.
0: Awesome. Well, we will catch you all later. Have a good day.